Are you ready to proceed? Yes. Councilman Barbosa. So <clears throat> the first one here, it's uh, you're, you're decreasing the millage rate increase. Uh, so the state revenues that are available were beyond what was presented at the August 24th. So you could use the um, state revenue to decrease the millage. If you were going to do that, you have approximately 470,000, which would equate to a 0 0.0761. That is the uh, left side of the slide. So we could do the four uh, deputies and still decrease it by a little bit. If you, if the choice was to fund the four deputies and reduce the millage rate, then you would have to look at uh, decreasing from reserves. That's what I was looking for. Okay, thank you. Okay. Mr. Kufus. Sure. First, I want to set the tone that we're here to team build and try to come to a conclusion and consensus amongst all of us. I'm just going to remove this temporarily for uh, posterity. First, we're leaders up here. We have to protect those that we're leading. That's how we make everybody feel safe. What we failed to mention was that we had a hiring freeze last year and there was no cost of living uh, COLA increase for staff. What the, what the reality is also is that in some and the majority of our departments, to be honest, we're losing employees to the private industry and just because our pay rates aren't competitive. So having a COLA increase, a cost of living increase, and having this year's cost of living increase, which is we're classifying as a bonus, I think really a cost of living increase is expected mm. in any type of situation, whether it's public service, whether it's private. I'm, right now, private business is completely, at least in being a software engineer, pay rates because people are staying from home, all of that dynamic gets added into it, but people are making more money than they were previously if you still have a job. There's a K-shaped recovery going on, that's what's occurring. Um, our, our contract with the Flagler County Sheriff's Office, I think, that we haven't explored enough options as a council here on, on ways that we can ensure this is in best interest of the city of Palm Coast and also our residents of Palm Coast, and that's a win-win. So when I, when I last spoke to everyone here, <clears throat> I tried to kind of put some ideas in our head about potentially maybe adding these vehicles to our fleet because these are dollars that are specifically for the additional police officers that are in the city of Palm Coast. And I t spoke about perhaps branding the vehicles differently I'm, I'm very thankful for the incredible job that the Flagler County Sheriff's Office does, not only for Flagler County, but specifically Palm Coast. But I just wanna make sure that people understand that we have, we're paying the Flagler County Sheriff's Office additional money to specifically have deputies in our city to make sure that we feel that we are have, providing the level of service that we expect as Palm Coast uh, citizens. So there's you know, creative ways that we can be sure that we recover some of this money on the back end if we uh, suggested that they only were to uh, employ electric vehicles for these additional cars, in the future, when these cars are decommissioned, like we heard last time, last uh, workshop at our feasibility study for which we pay for, these electric vehicles could then become our fleet vehicles, reduction in long-term costs, upfront investments that are actually less than gas-powered uh, patrol vehicles from a bunch of feasibility reports that I've, I've read, and I've also shared them with the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. I think that you know there are people up here who have been budgeting twice as long as me but hopefully you've been negotiating twice as long too and if there's creative ways for the city to be able to benefit from the increase of these police officers on top of just the additional patrol i think that's a win-win uh swales are brutal 
it's tough because we can't add a swale crew today and have them have any impact for years from now. And that's what we were told at our most recent budget workshop. Uh, Councilman Barbosa is definitely has his, you know, he realizes that swales are an issue and that is, that is the truth. But also our street maintenance program is being underfunded and we're talking about kicking that can further down the road. There are an incredible amount of homes being built in Palm Coast and I believe that the current level of service that everyone in this city enjoys being provided to them and especially those people who are moving to Palm Coast expect that to be upheld and we need to make sure that we fully fund our street maintenance program because there's exponential degrade in street services when they're not maintained. Previous councils that some of us have been on, we employed um, LIDAR technology so that we know exactly how many cracks are in our streets and exactly where we need to pave so we can pave more efficiently than ever. We just need to fund the dollars to do it. The swale maintenance program will take a few years to kick in and that's what the presentation from uh, Carl showed us the other day. So I think these are all legitimate issues, but also at the same time, I'm just a little disappointed that we're attacking uh, an amenity, a facility that honestly, the regional racket center is going to be an incredible you know, staple of Palm Coast. I didn't want to go into it now, but hopefully you're watching the US Open where Palm Coast Riley Opelka got to the fourth round and he was representing the United States as the top seeded American. His hometown is Palm Coast. So if we can't take advantage of having a regional racket facility that is going to provide additional services on top of pickleball, this is going to be used for programming in the summer for childcare, for summer camps. And that's something that is incredibly important to parents in Palm Coast, is where am I gonna send my kids not only for after school programs, but during the summer. So when these facilities aren't being used for pickleball, we're going to use them for something else. And those are the type of services and amenities that I believe make Palm Coast, Palm Coast, and that's where I want to live. And my tax, I got my uh, notification in the mail that I'm sure everyone did about how much our taxes are going to be up if we kept the millage rate of 4.6989, and my tax increase was about $15 from the city. And I think that's a reasonable request, at least from a residential standpoint, from a resident standpoint. You asked me to pay 15 more dollars because I have a homestead at home and I live in Palm Coast. I understand that. But I also need to be able to tell residents when they say, okay, you didn't fund the uh, street maintenance program, but we are getting additional deputies and they're doing such a great job that crime is at an all-time low. How, how can we ensure that they understand that their dollars are being spent, you know, effectively, and I thought that visualizing it by branding these vehicles may be potentially a way to do that to, uh, for, for that solution. But I think it's uh, not prudent to advise that we should, we should be in imploring our employees to do great things and making sure that we're building trust in them, that they know they have a career in Palm Coast and not skipping over them for their COLA increases that I know you weren't part of the administration that put a hiring freeze in and the pay increase in, but that, hey, you took a hit for us and we're going to pay you back. And the cost of living increase, everyone knows that cost of living has gone up this past year and even more so over these two years. So that's a reasonable request. And I don't think putting all of the city employees, you know, at least 4% increase on the line is the best way to ensure that like we're being proper leaders and that we're trying to lead by example. Um, I'm also apologetic to our finance department that we are coming to them at the last hour with these ideas. And it's very obvious to me that you didn't email any, uh, Councilman Danko didn't email any of these ideas and this is the first time we're hearing about them and it puts our staff in a very difficult position because their job up to this point has to been give us presentation after presentation on exactly how the dollars are being spent line item by line item. This is the first time that this is all, you know, you wanna cut this, that's great, but now it's the 11th hour 
and none of these things have been brought forward. And now you're, gonna, you're putting a lot of pressure on employees. So I just want to say thank you to Helena and Gwen and the rest of your staff for doing a great job and also the rest of our um, directors and everyone in Palm Coast that we believe in you and that you're doing a tremendous job and we're going to try our best to figure this out as a team and come to a conclusion that's the best for the city of Palm Coast. Thank you. Sorry for rambling. Councilman Branchino. On a serious note, I'm talking about, a, 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 this is before I go into the sarcasm. On a serious note, when we all got elected, we all, we were, we were talking about quality of life. The speaker ball has been, people have been going crazy over the speaker ball. They call it the speaker ball thing. If you go to the hotel, any hotel, if you go to any small business, if you go to any restaurants, tell them that you don't want the pickerball. Oh, they're going to thank you. Oh, thank you for not bringing business in. Thank you very much. Isn't that what they're going to tell us? The small business, and we all for small business. We all about the business. Meanwhile, you're giving uh, something to our residents about quality of life. Where to cut? We all want to cut. But cut what? If it was up to me, I would cut security that all around the city costs over $119,000 a year. Five years of that will pay for the pickerball. And you know who made us get that security there? The one that was yelling at the beginning. He had and nothing to do with Shut that, Pacino. Don't you make accusations, false accusations. I'm making accusations. them to your face. The hell with you. Good. I don't have anything to do with security. Oh, whose friends were you? They're not my here. friends. I'm oh, not part of their group. Friends. And I'm tired of your attacks. They're all my friends. You know, why don't right. you go back to Jersey where you can be a Democrat again? Very good. That's your comments to the chair. Very good. That's what you are, a lifelong Democrat. There you go. Uh, uh, I would cut. That's where I would cut security. And in five years, you would have had the pickerball paid for. And going that way, and here comes the sarcasm. Going that way, why do we need fire trucks? Firemen could walk. Why do we need uh, garbage trucks, I mean, uh, 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 trucks for, for public works? They could all walk. Is that where we're going to? Forgive the sarcasm, but we have to cut where we have to cut. You want to give these people quality of life, and you want to cut, and you're still going to give the 10 people that the, the, the sheriff wants. No problem with the sheriff at all. I think he does a fine job. And if we could afford to give him the 10 guys, I wish I could give him 12. But we unfortunately can't. It's, I, I just, you know, for the life of me, I, be, I begin to believe that we want to cut and give more. That's politics. That's the worst thing that politician could do is get involved in politics. Don't get involved. This is not about politics. And I have a feeling. My, my taxes are going to go up $22 a year with the highest rate we have allowed. If we cut it, the way we're talking about, they're going to be down to about 19, 17. Is that what we're going to do to this city? In my case, over $2, $3? Is this what you people out there deserve? You deserve better than what we're doing here today. Let me tell you, a lot better, starting on me. Everybody out there deserves a lot better than what we're doing here today. This is all revengefulness. This is because you're a Democrat. This is because you're a thing. 
If you think you're offending me because I believe in democracy, you're not offending me, sir. I would be offended. No, sir, with all due respect, I'm not, I'm not using foul language. Mr. Mayor, can I can I be recognized, please? Mr. Mayor. As soon as Councilman Pino, are you done with your comments? I don't know yet. Let me see what the Mr. Mr. Reichman. Well, my role up here is very limited. It's to make sure that whatever you all do is substantively consistent with Florida law. But also, I'm required under my contract and under the charter, under your council rules and procedure, to act as parliamentarian. So I want to read from you some language that's from your rules not my rules, your rules, about decorum, and they apply to every city council member. Every city council member. And with all due respect to all of you today, um, probably all of you have, have uh, in some way violated this, all of you, with, with, except the mayor. And so let me go through this. It says, every city council member desiring to speak should address the mayor. And upon receiving recognition by the mayor, shall confine discussion to the question under debate. That's number one. City council members shall refrain from attacking a member's motives. Number three, a city council member once recognized should not be interrupted. Thank you. When speaking, let me say that again. A city council member once recognized should not be interrupted when speaking unless the member is being called to order. Lastly, a city council member shall be deemed to have yielded the floor when he or she has finished speaking. A member may claim the floor only when recognized by the mayor. Now the mayor has the unenviable task of trying to preserve decorum for this meeting. And I would ask all of you to, to give the mayor the respect that he deserves as the, parliament, as, as the leader of this group to preserve the decorum that all of you agreed to follow when you took your oath of office, all of you, please. Based on that, I have no further comments. I'll wait for my comments after the for the last. So, let me remind each of the council members: our responsibility this evening at this workshop is to form a consensus enough such financial departments can calculate the final numbers for a budget public hearing which will occur this coming Thursday. So we have no option but to decide amongst ourselves this evening what direction to give to the finance department. Is that, is that fairly clear for your department what you need to know this evening? Very yes, good. thank you. So what I will ask is Let's begin by picking those items that we have some agreement or consensus on. And, and Councilman Barbosa, you had a question first. Uh, just a comment. Uh, I think it's a mistake not to uh, do the hiring because this, it's no, you know, everybody knows the city's growing at a fast pace. And when you hire these people, it takes some, some time to get the training. So, I mean, to hire 15 people, I wish we could hire more because the city is just growing way too fast. And there's things that you start to see, garbage is not being picked up on the side of the road, grasses are not being cut on time. We, we need these people. Now, uh, to, to the raises, there's people that work out here, they take home after taxes, 1500 in a month. 
that's very hard to live with. So I, I you know, I'm for the raises, man. It's, it's, I, I've seen it, and it's, it's pretty, you know, you got to do a really good budget to live off of 1,500 bucks. Um, that's it. And oh, also the 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 police department. <clears throat> I call 911 a lot because <laughs> I see weird stuff out there, um, and it's been taking a long time for them to come out, and and it gets frustrating when you're trying to hold a suspect until they they come out. So, so I after this weekend I, I I seen you know it's very very much needed. We do need the extra officers, and uh, and they need their backup. That's it. So I would ask each council member first. Now this is a iteration, first time. I'm hearing that public safety and the millage rate may be two of the priorities that we would like to consider. Can we each speak to just those two? I'm not suggesting that's all we speak to, but can we discuss those two? <clears throat> Are we in favor of funding the sheriff's request for deputies, number one, and number two, are we in favor of reducing the millage rate? We can have the discussion about how much, but I just want to get started here. So we started, uh, Councilman. I'm Manco. in favor of funding the additional 10 deputies the sheriff has requested. I am in favor of reducing the millage rate and finding cuts someplace else. The last meeting we had, you Mr. Mayor asked for cuts. Nobody has brought back cuts. I think uh, this here is a win-win, uh, the additional four and lowering the middle drain a little bit. I think uh, everybody wins. It's a medium, happy medium. Councilman Klufus. Sure, absolutely. I, I would think uh, maintaining the maximum middle drain and fully funding the Flagler County Sheriff's Office for the additional four deputies would be ideal. I also think it's our job as just humans to look back retrospectively to see what where we may have made an error in our judgment. And if we take politics out of this, when we were presented with the option for the half cent sales tax at the county level, now that piper is being paid because 100% of this money is coming from taxpayers of Palm Coast. The half cent sales tax, about 80% of it is funded by Palm Coast residents. So the other 20% is by visitors um, and neighboring cities also implement this. So we have a 7% sales tax at the county level. Additional half cent would have made us equivalent to all of our neighboring uh, cities and counties. But those public safety dollars could have been exclusively used for this and we would have no problem sitting here today rolling back the millage rate. So think about the situation we could be in versus where we are. And I know that it was a tax increase technically, but we could have been rolling back the millage rate and accruing dollars that are not from anyone in this um, audience. They'd be from out-of-towners visiting, and that is economic development and so on. I think fully funding the Flagler County Sheriff's Office for additional deputies, I would in really encourage working with FCSO uh, to try to find ways that, you know, we can take on some of the burden of having this additional police force so that it's a synergistic relationship and eventually, hopefully not with this council, but perhaps further down the line when technology is so great, there may be a reduction in our contract. And what happens to the assets that we are uh, paying for now, perhaps it is time that we think about maybe maintaining those so they're in our uh, fleet when the, time, when the time comes for either reuse or recycling, whatever. Uh, but that's my stance. I think we should in, uh, keep the millage rate at 4.6989 and fully fund the Flagler County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies. Okay. 
So oh, I'm sorry. So your your comment, my question was um, reducing the millage rate. I didn't say how much. I just wanted to clarify your comment. Yep. I've, I think the maximum millage rate, which is our current tax rate, 4.6989, which would be my $15 tax increase that would continue to keep Palm Coast in the shape that it's in with our street maintenance program especially. When we have people here who are talking about safety walking on the side of roads and they're falling apart, I think that my preference is to keep the 4.6989 millage rate and fully fund the uh, deputies. And, and of if course, I may ask the question, just, just help me out. Let me challenge you. Sure. The reason, your rationale for not, and I, I will get to this at the end, but not using some of the um, reserve, the fund balance that we have to reduce the millage is because? I, I would be acceptable with that. I don't think it's, it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I think our reserves with the s storms that potentially are occurring, I think our reserves are in a you know fine state. But I also think right now, the current economic climate dictates that I'm capable of paying $15 more. And potentially when we were having these discussions earlier about preemptive tax rates, and back when COVID was, we were really unsure how it was gonna re reflect in state revenues that were passed down through sales tax. And like it or not, you know, Ron DeSantis kept the economy open and we've benefited from that in a financial standpoint. We can't argue that, that the downfall or the, that we've received more money than we were anticipating earlier on in the year. Um, this is the opportunity where we can collect those dollars and keep Palm Coast phenomenal and a great high quality of life. And then in the future, when we do have an economic downturn, that's when we can try to, you know, lessen the grips of tax dollars by lowering, lowering our millage rate. Right now, with the amount of building and the amount of permits that are out right now, I think it, we're fine keeping the millage rate the way it is. Uh, I appreciate your comment. Absolutely, thank you. Councilman Brancino, can we? Same exact thing. Uh, I still believe that we should keep the six, uh, 4.6989 millage rate, use the money from the uh, communication and have a cent tax and a state tax, use that to help with the sheriff's deputies. That's, that's it. And I tell you one thing, if anyone in Palm Coast cannot afford a difference of $3 from, 20, from 19 to 21, then we have a problem with that. And eventually, a little further down, a little further down actually into the meeting, we're gonna discuss a few other things that I think are gonna be very pertinent to what we're doing. Thank you, that's it, that's my comment. Okay. All right. <coughs> Mr. Comment. Mayor, if I may, we're ignoring the fact that this, of the tax increase that will go to people that own rental property. We're ignoring that completely. They won't be paying 15, 20, 30, $40. They're gonna get the full brunt of the tax increase. They're gonna pass it on to their renters. People that own rental property have already been through a year and a half of a horrible situation. A lot of folks may lose their property. We're not even considering that aspect of this. We're not, we talk about, we talk about um, how our folks took a 10% pay deduction or something. Uh, last year. But we don't talk about all those folks that lost their jobs. We don't say a word about that. A lot of folks out there would have been happy to keep their jobs at 10% less. But we don't mention it. We don't mention the future. We don't mention what might happen. We don't know what's going to happen with this COVID-19 and all the variants. Councilman Barboza ended up in the hospital. Even though I tested negative, I ended up in bed for five days. We don't know how this is going to spread. We don't know how many people are going to lose their jobs in the future. We don't know what's going to happen to our economy. 
We talk about a county sales tax increase. Well, I've, I, some folks need to do some basic economic work. When people have more money in their pockets, they spend more money. They spend it at our businesses, and we collect more money. Increasing taxes does not increase our revenue in the long run. Putting more money in people's pockets does that. President Trump proved that. Joe Biden has proved otherwise. So I'd like to revert back again to the fund balances. We have a financial policy that uh, looks over the city's fund balances. We are, thanks to the finance department and their staff, they have been extremely conservative over the last several years, especially through the harsh conditions which you just mentioned. As a result, it's my opinion, after studying each of the fund balance lines and going through the entire budget line by line, that we probably are in an optimal position to, I'll use the word harvest, a, a portion of that fund balance in order to fund the public safety and also to give an indication on holding the line on taxes, which I think is the statement that I actually did make. I don't believe we can roll back, but I do know that we have been consistent in applying the same millage rate for, if I'm not mistaken, for four years now. I'd like to change that precedent so that as we move forward in future budgets, it becomes more of an option. We can't necessarily solve all of the problems in a single budget, especially after coming out of a very difficult set of circumstances. However, financially, this appears to be the best possible moment to do that. We don't know what might happen in the future. We do know that growth is coming. A lot of growth is coming. This is the moment that we should best look at our fund balances and reduce the reserves, staying within our policy, perhaps at a more conservative level within the policy, but staying within the policy and use those monies as opposed to deteriorating or taking away any other service areas um, in the city. So I would ask each of you again um, to give me your comments back. We do need to come to enough of a consensus so that finance can actually prepare those numbers. Now, I would suggest this, if I may. Those numbers could be cranked through in the next 24 hours, some, some number of hours. And I would invite each council member to look at each line item and point out where an additional cut, if necessary, could be made. I have confidence that the finance uh, department has done a very lean look. I, I, I feel that's correct. Um, I don't think it's a worthy exercise to look for you know, pennies and cents. I know that sometimes when companies are are not performing well, there's always a suggestion that, well, let's reduce the number of paper clips and things like that. That's never a way. We do have significant conservative fund balances that we could exploit to the benefit of the residents of Palm Coast in our pockets today. Then I have another comment I don't think I've adequately addressed, I have not, um, the tennis center uh, conversation which you brought up before. And I would, 
refer to uh, Mr. Reichman at this moment. One of the areas I've not been clear on is we have obligations that are already legally binding. I don't know what the ramifications of, of looking at working the tennis program backwards are. Can you, can you shed some light on that? Well, I know that, that, that uh, prior council, not this council, but a prior council, um, uh, gave direction to staff through an action at the, uh, a business meeting to move forward um, uh, to uh, enter into agreements uh, uh, towards uh, the objectives that was that were set forth by the in, in the presentation and it's my understanding and I, I'm going to ask uh, he doesn't work for me but I'm, I'm going to defer to staff Mr. Cody but my understanding is is that um, steps have been taken you know the council staff fo follows council direction and the last council direction on the tennis center was to move forward with with uh, procuring the services to start doing the design. Now, where they are in that, Mr. Mayor, which is your question, I don't know the specific answer to that. The question is, I believe your question is, where are we in the process? Have contracts been executed and approved where if we have to uh, pull out of those contracts, will there be expenses that will be incurred? Have there been any purchases? Have there been anything that will have uh, conse consequences for changing direction and that is not it's not a legal question that's that's a factual question and, and I don't know the answer to that but it's 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 relevant to the policy decision of this council I would argue or submit to decide whether to move forward or not so so if I understand without having enough information if council were to consider this in in, in some future meeting if council decided at that time to to change course to to uh, bear some additional expense because of, uh, of commitments that we've made that could be a discussion absolutely and, and the only th and we're getting a little far afield so i apologize but the other thing that would have to be considered is where the money's coming from that are going to fund uh, that were to fund this um and, and part of that was from uh, the capital fund which you heard mr cody say was, was money that was transferred from the general fund at some point in the past but the lion's share of it was from, I think, the CRA, if I heard correctly, as well as impact fees, recreational impact fees. And so the only other thing, and again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but the only other thing is you have to take into consideration for that discussion, Mr. Mayor, is you have to use impact fees within a certain period of time. And I don't, I don't know here tonight whether those impact fees, where we are in, in that. In if that I may interject, our former city manager, Matt Morton, told me we had three or four years to spend fair, those impact fair enough. fees. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just. But that's, I'm, an a, that's an a, a question we can I'm have answered. My specific. other question is I understand under Robert's rules, any of us can make a motion to rescind this, correct? Um, it, it would be a, a, a. It would be. If it's a motion for reconsideration or. Not reconsideration, but under Robert's rules, we can make motions to rescind. It's different than reconsideration. That that's true, um, and I will. I, I don't know the answer to that. I will look. Okay. That, I will look that up. I've already have, but please look it up in your book of sure. Robert's rules, because at some point I will be making that motion. So, in the interest of time, we've allocated a half hour. We're we're well over the uh, the the workshop period of time. Can we find some consensus in the public safety aspect and? having 
finance look at a modestly reduced milledge rate in order to prepare numbers which the numbers would would be available to council members approximately by when uh, so once we're done with the workshop pending your guidance we will go back upstairs and start running the numbers so that you have them available prior to your Thursday uh, workshop Thursday would be a is a is a workshop or a business uh, meeting yeah public hearing the public hearing yes, the special the business meeting yes. in, including a public hearing yes. the point is it's not a workshop it's a business meeting because you're going to need to take action under chapter 200 of the Florida statutes you have to you have to in a timely fashion vote to for the tentative budget and, and the tegent, excuse me tentative ad valorem in order to get the an advertisement done in time under chapter required by chapter 200 of Florida statutes for the next hearing which I believe is September 22nd 22nd which is the the, the two resolutions the final budget adoption and the final ad, the adoptions of, of the, the ad valorem so the, there's these are two steps that are specifically mandated with time constraints so this Thursday you know you, tonight's just trying to give direction so that Thursday night you can take the action that you have to take under the Florida statutes so I'm does the interim city manager have a comment that you'd like to make yeah if I excuse me uh, if I could mayor and city council um, with your direction tonight uh, we would look to you at um, looking at the millage specifically of at least a range a specific number target um, because our staff has to go back and run the numbers and so if we can get a, a finer point on that if possible tonight that would be incredibly helpful for our staff and very productive for Thursday's meeting yeah, right, thank you. So I just, I just want to ask the mayor. Yes, please. Uh, you mentioned it last meeting, and I think you said some the word symbolic. Today you're talking about modestly reducing the millage rate. What is modestly, in your opinion? I, I, I can't answer the question because it. And, and let me no. Let me explain why. If I had a number, I would tell you. The effect when finance runs the numbers will tell me what the definition of modest is. If I had to guess. My preference would be if we could get somewhere halfway back to the rollback, that would be uh, exciting. I don't think it's possible, but I'd have to look at the numbers from finance. So I can't answer your question any better than that. But I'm looking for a, a head nod that if we give these two major considerations as direction to finance, then we, when we reconvene here on Thursday, we can strip it apart even further with additional conversation because we do need to come to some conclusion as of this conversation would you feel confident that that would be a starting point to get to the end of the budget so I'll just it's a consensus we're not voting so would that we be need to roll back the millage rate significantly and we need to fund the sheriff and we need to find serious cuts just to remind you again and I'll be happy to show it to you you ran as a conservative who won't raise taxes. Hold you really line. want to Hold break your promise to the voters right out of the gate? Okay. I would hope not. Councilman Barbosa, are you in line with uh, with this direction to finance? With the first chart here? I'm sorry? With the first chart? With the... Uh, yes. Yes. Councilman Clufus. Yeah, I think that, that this is a 
exercise and us coming to some type of consensus and it's a give and take you know situation I think that's fair I don't we are very fortunate to be in the financial situation we are in with our reserves and so everyone's out there that's because that's an intentional um, you know outcome of years and years of you know filling our reserve funds and there's a lot of cities that are one two three months out from not even being able to make payroll and that's one of the scary things you learn when you go to these um, you know city um, meetings that we have the Flagler League of Cities how we are in such a great financial standpoint because of you know past uh, actions I am totally comfortable with that and I think right now uh, as you know elected officials not necessary politicians but let's talk about and just think about it amongst ourselves things that we're going through right now that are going to go through the same thing next year and this is the fifth one of these that I've done but start asking yourself what metrics am I going to make my decisions for next year what's a millage rate that I think is acceptable what happens if the economy goes up and what if it goes down where do I feel comfortable positioning myself now to try to guide our finance department so that we can have this in a more streamlined manner and I think we're going to get there it's just this first one we have to be a little more give and take and realize that situations changed if if I had said something about an economy three years ago I don't know if a single soul could hold me my toes to the fire in Florida perhaps because of COVID but in other parts of the country there's no way we could have predicted those outcomes so I think it's reasonable and the Palm Coast residents expect us just to act reasonably with the current information that we have on hand and I think that's what we're doing here and I think it's fair compromise for us to be going with the chart on the left and to try to reduce the millage rate uh, for a nominal you know amount but it's in my opinion, I would rather stay towards the maximum millage rate, but in the you know era of consensus, that's fine. And Vice Mayor Brunquito, your consensus same comment? Same thing. Same exact thing, and I would not touch. I would not touch those reserves because those are our security. The minute you start touching our security, that's the minute we're forgetting about what could happen tomorrow. Okay. We go, We are right in the middle, especially with this heat wave that is going out there. That all these storms that. Thank God, don't bring them here. But if they do, they're costly, and sometimes you don't you get nothing out of government. So I wouldn't touch one cent out of our reserves. And if I just add one more note on that, if the proof is in the pudding. Helena and our staff have finally received, you know, the majority of our FEMA dollars back from Irma and Matthew years ago. So that is the cycle where if we were to end up in a few years of bad luck that we put ourselves behind the eight ball. So I am totally in consensus with Councilman Burkito because we have experienced uh, this full cycle. So, and, and just to finish off the conversation, if I may, so then I would suggest for a future discussion that perhaps we look at our financial policy, which we do have in place, and I'm not sure how current everyone is on it, that we can reduce the reserves and stay well within the minimum floor that the current financial policy um, allows us to do. So there is some wiggle room in there just so that we're all current on the way the policy works. In other words, it's not a set number. More is better, of course, but you have to always measure risk versus reward. Is this a moment when we need to perhaps, you know, taste some of the reward and rebuild based on the growth that we have coming because there's no question in my mind that we would be able to rebuild the reserves necessary to do this program within the next 18 or 24 months. This would not be a long, long-term program. But I'll turn my question over to uh, Helena. Do you have adequate direction to rerun numbers to bring back to us? Uh, so what I believe I'm hearing is 
to definitely go ahead with the left side and add the additional deputies using the additional state revenues. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, as far as reducing the millage rate from reserves, I'm not really sure I got clear direction. So what, I, what, what I'm going to suggest is you, you bring back the, there's a floor and a ceiling to that policy in terms of what the reserve percentage or the period of operating expense time needs to be. So I would ask you to show us the effect of reducing the reserve to stay comfortably within the range identified in our policy. Uh, absolutely, I can bring you those numbers. The uh, use of reserves, I believe by policy, I might need Mr. Reichman's uh, help here. Should not be used for uh, operating type of uh, expenditures. So Looking in this at case, the fund we have balance policy. This is the proposed revision, March fifteenth, two thousand and sixteen. Um, one, one, and this was something we discussed. At no time should the unassigned fund balance, if that's what we're talking about, be used to offset a structural deficit, which is an undefined term in this fund policy, since these types of deficiencies are considered to be permanent. So. Um, I don't mean to punt it back to you, Helena, but I mean that would be the only thing that I could find in your in your your um, uh, fund, so it, fund balance policy. So it, it, it's Thank rather you, general, Reisman. Helena. So, so if you could do that for us. Okay. Uh, the interim city manager have a comment. I'm I'm charging uh, your finance people with uh, with a task. I want to make sure that that's in line with your thinking. Elena, have you received the information you need to run the numbers and come back on Thursday? So as far as the uh, user reserves, one of the items we currently have that will qualify for user reserves would be the 550 transfer for the Streets Improvement Fund and the 95,000 one-time fleet uh, fire equipment transfer. So that would give you approximately 645,000 that would qualify as one-time type of expenditures that you could fund from reserves. I can make that part of the uh, uh, numbers that you would see on Thursday. Are you looking for anything in addition to that? I, I, just, I just think that, uh, you know, uh, agree to disagree. When we're talking about risk and reward, why risk? we don't know if we're going to have any reward. Why risk it? This is something that we probably, most likely, going to need it in the future because we are right on a direct line with all those things. Why I, risk it? Yeah, I, I, Maybe I'm I don't conservative. Have, yeah, no, and I appreciate the fiscal conservancy. I, none of us have the crystal ball. Sure. Um, what I'm suggesting is not that we know what will be happening in the future. I'm suggesting that we may or may not have a better moment in time than now um, to, to take advantage of this. This same opportunity may not be available to us, you know, in the next budget cycle or the cycle after that. We've done a lot of hard work to get here. Um, there must be some point in time where you 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 harvest the fruits of your labor to some extent. But it, just to a point, if we're at a future budget meeting and we don't have access to the reserves and something has gone drastically wrong. Now, we're not suggesting that the reserves be, be depleted completely. We're staying within a range, which the, the policy, the, the statistics that we are given to measure 
our fund balances are provided to us by an organization that is overseen by the state. Is that correct? Uh, so our uh, fund balance policy for the general fund has a range of 10 to 20 percent. Mm -hmm. The uh, Government Finance Office, Officers Association, which basically uh, establishes the guidelines for governments to follow, uh, r really sets the floor at 60 days worth of expenditures or budget, which for the city of Palm Coast would translate in a minimum of 17 percent. So even though our policy has that range from 10 to 20, as far as the FGFOA, the Florida Government Officer Association is concerned, for us, 60 days would be approximately 17 percent. So there are, there are a few percentage points um, of, of wiggle room, if you want to call it, within the, uh, the fund balance. Mr. Mayor, uh, how much is in the general fund? So the uh, fund balance in the general fund was uh, 27.4%, I want to say, and our- Money in the general fund? I'm sorry? Uh, how much money in the in that fund? The unrestricted reserves, yeah. our fund balance percentage, I believe it was 27.4%. Correct, 27.4%. Somewhere in that range. So what does that come out to money? Well, I, I, I'm looking at the policy where to maintain it between 10 and 20, 17 is ideal. Okay. So you, you're you're looking at the difference between the 17 and the and the 24. So that's where I'm. That's where you're getting that. That. Okay. that. that was my my point it. there. All right. Do you feel comfortable that you can run numbers for us? I will bring back some numbers. And I <laughs> do appreciate the conversation. These are the two of the most difficult points, and we will resume the conversation on a more detailed level at the next meeting on Thursday. And thank you to Helena and Gwen and your entire finance department for you know, putting up with us. <laughs> I'll just you. ask, uh, it is a workshop, but any final comments before uh, we, I ask for uh, a motion to adjourn? Any final comments for this evening? Not on this Advice workshop. Mayor, I'll ask for an, uh, a motion to adjourn. A motion to adjourn this Second, please. Uh, Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 We're adjourned. The public, we're going to take a minute while we change from one meeting to the next. So if you can just have your patience, please.